Good morning from Downey, California. This is the Abundant Hope Christian Center on Paramount Boulevard in the United States. We welcome you to another chapter in our Bible study, Healing for Church Orphans. And we are on the last paragraph of Philippians 2, verses 25 through 30. As we pray today for our leaders, as we record this, we pray for the leaders of the world that they would have wisdom and knowledge, clear wisdom and knowledge. And Lord, we just speak against the, uh, we speak against war. And we pro promote peace, Lord. Father, we thank you for answered prayer. We thank you for the name of Jesus that gives us authority. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus that destroys the enemy. Let's go to Philippians 2, verse 25. Those of you who have been following us in chapter 2, we see a Calvary road. We see the way of the cross in that it brings unity in the first four verses of chapter 2. It brings unity to the church from top to bottom. And then Christ himself humbled himself to the point of the cross. And then we see brethren, believers, the beloved, who are light bearers, who bear light in the world when they humble themselves. They become harmless children of God in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation or that also means a perverse and crooked race of humans. We shine as lights in a darkened world, it says in verse 15. In verses 19 through 24, 19 through 24, we see Paul's spiritual son, Timothy, Pastor Timothy, as humbling himself, not seeking his own. But the way of a pastor, the way of a pastor is the one who seeks the good in others, the blessing of others over himself. He said, Paul told his son in verse 20, I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state, your people. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. This deals with Christian character in choosing pastors and honoring pastors who choose the sheep that follow. Now, verse 25, he speaks of Epaphroditus. Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. 26, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard he was sick. 27, for indeed he was sick, almost unto death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. 28. Therefore, I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. 29. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness and hold such men in esteem. 30. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life or risking his life to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. 
in this last section of chapter 2, Epaphroditus is not referred to as his son as he does to Timothy. What does he call him? Brother, fellow worker, fellow soldier, and your messenger. And he's the one who ministered to Paul while he was locked up. Paul is in lockup awaiting literally a court date. We see he mentions a court date, refers to it in verse 23. But brother, fellow worker, soldier, messenger, minister. Doesn't even say he's a pastor or even a teacher. He's just someone who's working as a soldier. He carries a message. He carried Paul's letters from prison in Rome all the way to Philippi. There's a different relationship here. He was sick. He didn't die. He came out of that sickness. They obviously prayed for him and he was healed. Some people say, oh, that means God doesn't heal. Well, of course God heals. It, this life does not guarantee we won't get sick. It does not guarantee we won't suffer from cancer or diabetes or leukemia or anything like that. It does say in the name of Jesus, we can overcome this world. We have overcome this world and we can deal with the sicknesses of the flesh. We have that authority. Jesus never turned down anyone who came to him for healing. Not one, not ever, never. Now, I have prayed for people and they have died. Precious people to me. Family. And they were young, 44 years old. My sister's husband and, her, and their three boys. And he died. The sarcoma came back and took him. It's the only person I blame is myself. Because that's the only heart I know. That's the only mind I know. So I don't blame anybody but me that it was on me and I was there at the time and, and keep learning by studying the word about healing. That was, let's see, six years ago this July. So I judge myself but I also study and learn more and I know more about killing cancer than I did then for sure, for sure. But here we see this man who is a servant, but he's a brother of Paul. That's a family name. We don't see Paul exercising authority over Epaphroditus. They're on an equal plane. No pecking orders. Equals. But the great Apostle Paul, we don't see this guy teaching or preaching or authoring scripture in the Holy Spirit. Again, brother, fellow worker, soldier, messenger, minister. That's most of us. It is important, even if you consider yourself an apostle, and I have doubts we need apostles today, but let's just say we do, or we have them today. No pecking order. No jerking around with authority. No taking for yourself. This 
book, this book of Philippians uses the term like-minded a couple times. Like-minded meaning your needs outweigh my own. You can see that in, in Philippians 2.4. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. We're going to look out for ourselves, obviously. That's natural. That's normal. But we are also to put on the same level looking out for one another. If this person has a need, you know, I brought some new shoes to me with me. My mother's new shoes didn't fit her. And I said, is there anyone who has a need? And someone knew of a place in a convalescent home where the poor were and they got nice shoes. That's what it's all about. In little things like shoes, in little things like car repair, in little things, I know someone here who's a plumber who will fix for them and then f find out how much he'll get after that. And he's not wealthy. <laughs> but that's the attitude. For those of you around the world, if you knew this class, this is the class of givers. Bar none, walking away. This is the class of givers. Caregivers, givers, givers, givers. And the Lord takes care of them. And the Lord takes care of us. That if someone has a need, there's going to be someone in here to fill that need, one way or another. And do we advertise? No. We keep it amongst ourselves, quite frankly. This, this room that we teach in is called the fireside room. And what is said and done in the fireside room stays in the fireside room. We don't want to take pride, we don't want to spread gossip. We just want to minister to one another and those who have something in need. And before I put the t uh, turn the podcast on, we pray for one another. We pray for other people around the world and those on the other side of the country who are fighting cancer, leukemia, amongst other things. That is tending to the needs of others as well as our own. And what we see in Epaphroditus, he alone ministered to Paul <coughs> and his needs. Alone. Why? Because the Philippian church couldn't get it to him. Couldn't get the assistance to him. And the Philippian church was the one, frankly, that Paul loved above all the others. He has no complaint. He has to correct a few women in chapter 4 who are fighting. But that's it. This is a love letter. This is one of the big love letters in, in, in the New Testament. The church in Corinth had gone astray. The church in Galatia had gone into witchcraft. The baby church in Thessalonians were scared of the future. All these other things. The church of Ephesus... They needed instruction on who they were in Christ. And they have authority over the enemy. And the letters to Timothy, his son, who was pastor in Ephesus. Pastor to pastor, father to son. So those of you around the world, we're going to take communion now. We're going to take communion and if you have any means of communion, like water, or a cracker, or a cookie, or a potato chip, or a tortilla, whatever it is, if you need something from the Lord, you come to the table of the Lord. Because Psalm 23 tells us 
that the table of the Lord is in the midst of enemies. It says in Psalm 23 that the table the Lord has prepared is in the midst of enemies. And it's right there with the valley of the shadow of death. Not death itself, but the shadow of death. So those of you fighting cancers or leukemia or diabetes or, or MS, multiple sclerosis, all these diseases, Ladies, if you're suffering from reproductive problems, my mother had three babies and she suffers from reproductive problems. I mean, incontinence. You push out three babies, it's going to hit you by your 80s in places you don't want to talk about. But everyone comes to the table of the Lord. Men, women, boys and girls, don't matter where you come from or where around the world you hear this. You take the bread and you remember that by his stripes we are healed. The 39 stripes he took at the Roman whipping post. And we come to you, Lord, and thank you that we are healed and are being healed and our diseases are dead. Our, if there's a virus, speak to the virus. I don't care if it's HIV. AIDS. Speak to the virus and say you're dead in Jesus name. Kill those things. Kill the cells, the cancer cells. Kill them. Speak to your nerve endings if you have MS and say nerve endings grow again. Be alive. Speak life to your nerve endings. Go into detail. Take what the doctor says and just say speak to the condition and say you're filled with life. Because Jesus is the manna from heaven, the manna that gives life to the world. Take communion seriously with respect and knowledge and you will be healed. We take the bread. Thank you, Lord, that it's blessed by you and we receive it today in Jesus' name. Now you take the cup. Father, forgive us. Cleanse our mind, our conscience of all sin. Forgive us for the evil words we might say or repeat as we forgive others who have trespassed against us. Cleanse our mind and conscience so that we know when we pray to you, we reach the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. Cleanse us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit by the blood. Protect us by the blood. Protect us at home, at work, at school, and at church. And on the way to these locations, protect us by the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and receive with graciousness and gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen. And as I say to all of you and to all of us around the world, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, shalom, nothing broken, nothing lacking. And the name of the Lord is upon us. And when the Lord sees his name, L-O-R-D, all caps, he will bless us to be a blessing to others.
Go with God. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back next time in Jesus' name. Amen.